Quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Oh, yes, we can. It's that time of the week. Go to your windows, open the windows, and say, yes, guy. Available on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, TSN and iHeart Radio apps, and also on iTunes. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Perry, how are you this week, sir? Doing great, Jim. Um, yes, guy, it's going to be a great show today. Well, we let the listeners decide that, don't we? Always. Okay. <laughs> Coming up on the broadcast, the Stephen Wallace, a film writer director or i guess not you see a director he's a producer a writer and a director yeah he's done everything i mean he's multifaceted he'll be, he'll be here shortly and he worked with some really big names in the business later on mark mcdougall real estate agent in wingham who has come up with a board game uh, sort of a retro uh, approach there and, and i like that and we're all anticipating the third guest guy nicholson so we have a guy on yes guy Wonder how oh that's gonna yes work guy Yes, yeah. guy. <laughs> or oh no, guy. <laughs> Followed by the obligatory exit. Yes, guy. No, guy. Without guy. That sounds like a wow. lot of yes, guy. No, guy. Guy, guy stuff. It's, yeah, it's a lot of guy, guy, guy. Yeah, it's all over right. the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was fascinated with the Raptors on Friday night because they had, they were decimated. Coaching staff was decimated. And uh, Pascal Siakam didn't play, and they got by the Rockets, who were just falling apart. But uh, it is, you know, when you when you heard the news yesterday or Friday, I was thinking that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, you realize how, how lucky and fortunate the Raptors have been in terms of infections and, and things like that, and pretty well clear until yesterday. And that's just a protocol thing as far as we know. So it was a fascinating game, to say the least. Well, Nick Nurse loses one of his top assistants. I think this is the second one he's lost uh... – and then he all of a sudden he loses most of his coaching staff, including himself. So they have to find a replacement at a last minute's notice. Uh, that's crazy, crazy things are happening in sports. But uh, the Raptors made an adjustment, as they say, and they won. Yep. Before we welcome in our first guest, looking for an experienced uh, sorry, looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, Remax West Realty Brokers has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit CharlesPark.ca or call or text him at six four seven. 292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. And speaking of not being outworked, Stephen Wallace is here at FilmWriter00 is the Twitter account, and uh, he is all over the film business, uh, involved in, in, in a lot of things. Stephen, welcome. How are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm just looking at your, your bio here. I mean, you have... Directed seven and and ten movies. You're a writer and a producer, and so it's like a, a double prong question. How do you figure out your projects? Like how do you like how do you decide on a project, and then how do you decide your role in the project? Well, you know, it, it's it, what I found was when I first got in the business is that I was trying to get into you know producing and directing, and what I ended up finding is that I was I, you know when we were approaching people for films, they were liking the stuff that I wrote first. And so it just kind of got into that habit. I just, I decide that if um, you know I'm going to write a go go write a story, and if uh, and if I feel like directing it, then I then I just go and do that as well. 
So, Stephen, how do you get into becoming a writer, producer, director, just basically getting into the film industry? Because when I looked at your bio, there's nothing to explain how it happened. It was a bit of a kind of a strange story for me. You know, I I had a kid very young. And so, you know, I was in high tech until I was in my mid-30s. And I just decided one day that I was just going to go do it, you know, instead of being one of those what-if guys that always talks about it but doesn't do it. And so I literally moved to Los Angeles in March of 2003, and I was shooting a movie with Mickey Rooney um, in July. Uh, originally out of Unionville. So, I mean, what, what were your influences, and how, how did you get on this? Like, where did the whole idea come from, or did you just sort of go for it? Well, you know, I, the, the, the earliest memories I ever had were always as a writer, you know, and Perry probably can relate to this. You know, it's just I think sometimes when you feel like you need to write, you just end up doing it. And and I think that, I, you know, my, my, one of my earliest memories was actually, you know, I'm asking my parents how the people on TV knew how to talk. And they gave me a little Shakespearean book, you know, showing me how to do it. And so I was writing plays by the time I was old enough to write. So, Stephen, you mentioned Mickey Rooney, one of the uh, legendary actors. How did this happen that you were on a film with Mickey Rooney? That was your first film, if I understand it correctly. And were you nervous about working with a legend like Mickey Rooney? Yeah, because, you know, he's a lifetime achievement Oscar winner, you know. And, and you know, and I'm just a guy who's just <laughs> trying to make his first film. And, but, you know, I met him in a, in a restaurant in Westlake. And, you know, we had dinner because he wanted to have dinner to talk about it. And all the way through the, you know, through the whole dinner, he kept on saying, so, you know, do I have the part? You know, do I have the part? And to which I'm, you know, at that point, you know, I, I, I think he's actually just putting me on because, I, you know, I, you know, I, haven't, I don't even have a film credit. And of course, you know, and he's got 5,000 of them. And, and I realized at that point, you know, he just wanted to work. You know, he just wanted to work on good projects. And so, you know, he loved the script. And so we got, you know, we got really, really lucky on that. You've also had the experience of working with the late Burt Reynolds. As a matter of fact, I think it was his last film that he did. And you were, if my memory serves correct, you were in Ireland when you were contacted about uh, Burt's passing. So what was it like working with Burt Reynolds? Burt was one of those really sweet guys. You know, there there was always the uh, talk in the industry, you know, that he was a tough guy, you know. And, you know, and he notoriously is known for um, not getting along with P.T. Anderson, who did Boogie Nights, the movie that he was nominated for. And so, you know, when we, we, when we first had him arriving into Canada, he got stuck at the border for like six hours. And we thought, oh, no, we're going to get killed. You know, he's going to be mad. And as soon as he gets to the hotel, he's like, you know, I get a little note that says, Mr. Reynolds needs to see you now. And so I was, you know, getting, oh, geez, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> and then I... You know, I go down to his room, and he's got, you know, like some food there, and he's like, gives me a big, huge hug, and he's like, just go make a movie. And it was just, uh, and he was like that every day. Every day, he'd come in, say, you know, what are we doing, Chief? Give you a little kiss on the cheek, and uh, he, was, he was one of the nicest men I've ever met. Wow. So, like, when you're sort of forging this relationship with, with a, a name actor, I guess you would just sort of have to feel your way, wouldn't you? You do. Sometimes you just never know with actors, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, you you know, you can't trust what you hear on the news because so often it's somebody who's upset at them, you know, who says this or that. And what, which, what I found was is that most of the guys who are really good only care if you are really good as well. And so I've always been, 
really, really well respected as a writer. And so I, I've always kind of had that in where they they tended to love the you know the scripts, and so it wasn't a, a huge issue for uh, you know for me to be able to get along with them. So I'm just gonna ask you a question before I ask you uh, about f- getting back to film. But at one point in your life, you were a fairly good hockey player. Mm-hmm. How far up did you get in the ranks, and when did you realize? If I do want to make in the pros, it's going to be a real difficult thing to do. Yeah, I played I played rep my whole life, you know, and I played for the Unionville Jets. And uh, you know, back then, you know, we had won a, you know, one of the North American we won the North American Silver Stick, we won the Pontiac Nationals. You know, we were kind of in the provincial finals, you know, one year, you know, every year, probably every other year. But it was kind of when I was about seventeen, I went to a Eastern Junior A, you know. Uh, kind of a camp for top midgets and tier two junior a guys and you know and i I realized at that point that uh um you know there was an awful lot of guys that were as good as i was (laughs) and it felt kind of fruitless to try to compete with all those guys when you know you just you you just kind of knew you were just gonna you know if, if i if i played my best i probably could have played in the minors you know what i mean and so i think there's a point you got to be practical about it Probably a, a patronizing question, but is there any hockey in filmmaking? <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 we, we've been trying to figure out how to make a good hockey movie for a while. You know, the um, you know there's there's you got great ones like you know Slapshot, and but the for the most part, you know, it's it's hard to you know to go able to do that. You know, and and I find that most you know most actors don't. Um, you know, aren't quite as athletic as you might think they'd be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you end up with this case of like, well, yeah, I'd like to do that, but I, I don't play the sport, you know, and so it becomes kind of difficult, which is one of the reasons why I think you see more baseball movies made more than hockey ones. Way back in time, I happened to be working at the Hockey News, and there was a film being produced in Toronto called Youngblood, a hockey movie with Rob Lowe and Eric Nestorinko was the uh, – Kind of the consultant on it. Have you ever seen that movie? I have seen that movie because um, you know Steve Thomas went to our high school at Markham High, and uh, and he was I guess playing with the Marlies at the time, but he had a small part in that. So um, at the time, I think most of the Markham and Unionville kids were all you know racing to go see the movie when it came out. Stephen, what's your, your favorite moment in any of the films that you've made? It, it may be uh, something that, that you discovered as you were doing it or, or an incident uh, with an actor in, in terms of getting something out of them that you didn't expect. What is that? It's a great question. You know, I think, I, you know, I was really blessed to be able to work with um, John Cleese on, on my uh, last film. And, and he helped write a script with me this summer. And I think that it was a point where I realized I was writing a script with John Cleese and Monty Python, you know what I mean? And there was a, there was a point where he, uh, you know, I had written something and it was really, really funny, but probably not suitable for the film, you know, just a little too outrageous. And he had said to me, he said, you know, if, if we were doing Python, he says, we would have, we would use this in two seconds. And I can remember thinking, Oh my goodness, I could have written for Python. <laughs> so, so that was, that was, that was probably the, the moment that sticks with me the most. Stephen, if you had a chance to work with one actor, someone you've always wanted to work with, who would it be? Probably Meryl Streep. I think I think she's just you know she's just so much better than than you know than than most, and she's 
sounds, you know, everything I hear is that she's lovely, you know, to, you know, to go with it. She comes in with the right attitude and very professional and stuff. But I, I just like watching everything she does because it's, she's always different. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's an awful lot of actors that are the same, you know, like De Niro is a, is an amazing actor, but like his comedy parts are the exact same guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it becomes, it becomes difficult after a while to, you know, to want to, you know, to, to try something different with somebody. But Meryl, you feel like you create the most crazy, most amazing character, and she could nail it. Uh, I would suspect it's like a lot of other things. So each film makes you better at, at what you do. So where do you, where will this go for you, and, and what film would you absolutely want to make? Well, you know, it's, such a, it's a really good thing. You know, I'm actually really pleased with how the, the career's gone. You know, we have five films coming out this year including the, the Burt Reynolds one, Defining Moments, and the Martini Shot, which we did with John Cleese and Matthew Modine. And, I, I, you know, we've kind of, I've kind of made these strides in doing these really personal, kind of little bit uh, out-of-the-box kind of films. And I, just, I think I'd just like to kind of continue, you know, that process. I'd like to have more money for them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but aside that, that's kind of, you know, what I'd like. Well, Steve, you can tell us about the big project you're involved in. It's a, a movie studio that you're going to be creating in Berks Falls. I think you're going to be starting in, in June. What's that all about? Yeah, a few years back, we, you know, we realized that there's a tremendous amount of need in Toronto, you know, for, for, for film studios. And what was happening was Toronto was turning, even as much as you see in Toronto, you're seeing an awful lot of movies that get turned away because there's just not enough sound stages and things like that. We decided that we wanted to kind of do an old fashioned movie studio. So we're building up here one that's gonna have the big sound stages like everybody else, but we're also building 200 acres worth of backlot. So it's almost gonna be like Universal Studios. So, you know, we'll have New York, we'll have 1800s London, we'll have the Old West, like we're gonna have all these different huge backlots so that Canadian filmmakers actually have a place to be able to go and and shoot and being luckily being in northern Ontario there's all these you know extra advantages for filmmakers so um, it just made the most sense and we wanted to be a little bit more in control of what we do so how did you go about getting the financing for something like this I got lucky you know <laughs> you know our, our partner in it is a very 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 um, large um, developer in Canada and as amongst other things that they do and he was involved in a couple of our films financially you know financially and we just kind of pitched it one day and said because he gets pitched these things all the time and usually at you know 40 50 60 million dollars a pop kind of thing and i think he just liked the fact that we were doing something different that it wasn't going to be exactly what everybody else was doing and so yeah we were able to put it together really quickly it's a it's it's been we've been we've been very lucky all right, last question. If you ever did a hockey movie, would Jim Taddy be the broadcaster, play-by-play? Oh, we, we, if, if we could only be so lucky. <laughs> it would be, be awesome if we, could, if we would. And the truth is, you know, we really would love to be able to make, you know, a hockey movie. You just, you just want to be able to make that really good one, you know, and, and, uh, because sometimes they just seem to, so, they, they seem to fall flat, you know. But we'll make one Save one it. day. Stephen, all I want is five seconds. Five seconds that that gets through the editing process and 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 stays up there, so I can you know make copies of it and keep it for my family. That's all I'm after. Five seconds of airtime. 
Well, we can we can easily do that. I can guarantee you that. If you're in, I'm in. Okay, I'm in, definitely. <laughs> Stephen, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks, Stephen Wallace. Care. Yeah, you too. Stephen Wallace, filmmaker, uh, and uh, his Twitter account is filmwriter00, and uh, from Unionville, and he's, he's 10 movies into his career. That's impressive, i got to say. I gave him the line. I said beforehand, say yes, guy, at some point. The guy's a director, writer. He blew his yeah. line. He blew his chance. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't take direction well. Who knows? Clearly not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you are an experienced real estate agent looking for a comprehensive value and, and a distinct advantage, then contact Charles Park Managing Broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring for a confidential interview. Call 647 647- 292-8886 or email charles at charles sorry here's the email account charles at remaxwest.net charles at remaxwest.net this is yes guy tsn 1050 tsn 1050.ca you're listening to the yes guy show yes guy on tsn 1050 Yes, guy, Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. In segment three, Guy Nicholson will stop by. And then later on, yes, Guy, no, Guy. But right now, let's bring in Mark McDougall. Mark, how are you today, sir? Okay. Is he there? Is there? I, don't, I don't think so. Are you there, Mark? Hello. Hello, Mark. Yeah. Hey there. Oh, good. <laughs> are you having a nap or what? <laughs> well, I thought I would put on headphones. And they're not working that great. <laughs> ah, yeah, we stretch technology in these times, don't we? <laughs> well, I went, for, I went for the wireless ones. I probably should have just stuck with the wires. Yeah, well, the wires work. The wireless, uh, <laughs> there can be issues. But nonetheless, we're all going to sound like old dudes here. So uh, you're in real estate at Wingham, and you've come up with a horse racing board game. Uh, how did you do that? How did I do that? Well, we seem to have a pandemic going on, so... Uh, I actually had some spare time in January, February. So I, I'm always been entrepreneurial. So I, I knew I wanted to do something. I wasn't sure if it was going to be horse racing, but uh, that's just where it led. So I, let's see, I guess back in January, I commissioned the first card to be done. It, it was pretty bad at first, actually, but I got a few revisions done, and finally the artist gave me something I could work with. So from then on, it was off to the races, shall I say. <laughs> very good one, Mark. And I, put, I want to put it out there that my wife and her family are from Wingham, so I'm very familiar with Wingham in southwestern Ontario. But I guess I want to ask you, after all the work you did to put the board game together, what was your reaction when you first saw like the physical board game? Actually, I was, I was astonished that actually it turned out as good as it did. It is actually very impressive. It was better than anything I thought I could come up with. 
But again, it, it didn't happen overnight. This has actually been a year's process now. So, so anybody thinking about doing something like this, just because it that doesn't look like it's going to be anything in the first couple months, don't give up on it because a lot of ideas just don't happen. They mature over time. So, well, I, I guess as it, as it turns out, the idea is the easy thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It takes a lot of nurturing to get it to a final product, though. So, Mark, tell me about, uh, I know that Francine Villeneuve, who used to be a jockey at Woodbine, now she's a trainer, how she became involved as a character in this whole board game. Okay, well, let's see. So once I got the board and some of the cards together, I knew I needed some jockeys. And I'm I'm a big fan of Canadian content. So I went on the Internet and I just typed in famous jockeys and obviously come up with a list. And obviously Francine Villeneuve come up. So Francine is an awesome name. And it was a great game for a jockey, even for a board game and real life. So I actually, I picked about six or seven and then jockey names off the internet. And some of them people would know. And then there's three or four that I came up with myself. And I just sent them all to the artists. And oddly enough, the artist in Indonesia was very aware of who Francine was. So that, that was kind of cool. So I still think that the picture that he came up with, the drawing, is actually what he interprets Francine to be, which is kind of cool. Uh, process, start to finish, is it about a year? <clears throat> yeah, it's been about a year now. Yeah, the first card I think I commissioned in January, and I had the physical board game in December uh, this year, well, well, last year. Uh, what's the hardest part of this? <clears throat> well, actually, so it's actually been not too bad overall. It's actually, we've played a lot of games, my wife and I. And unfortunately, I hate to say she actually wins more than I do, which is really frustrating, actually. But uh, the hardest part right now is probably be getting people together to actually play. Now, we do have a lot of players that actually play at home, but for us, we have a ton of people lined up to do tournaments at the Legion and that, but obviously everything's still shut down. So, but if you want, I can give your listeners kind of an overview of the game because it's not just strictly, I know some people might think it's just a derby game where you just run around the track. Yeah, go ahead. Well, actually, so the game is, it's, it is a derby, but it's a strategic horse racing game. So it's there's cards and dice involved, but there's a lot of cards that you can switch places with the horse in front of you, or we have various characters like moose and bears and deer and murder hornets. And then there's also, you'll have collusion cards and elbowing. So it's kind of more the oddities of horse racing as opposed to your straight derby. So what do people in the realty world think of what you've done? 
Actually, I think a lot of them are impressed so far. Uh, a few of them have played it. Uh, I, as I say, it just came out in December, so we're only into February. So it's just starting to make people. I'm just starting to make people aware that it's out there. So, but so far, the overall consensus has been really good. Awesome, actually. I think you should follow it up with a real estate board game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just have a multiple offers board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again, the name of the game and, and where can anybody get it? Okay. So the name of the game is called Charlie Horse Derby, and you can get it online at charliehorsederby.com and we actually just got set up on amazon this week so you can go on amazon and just type in horse racing or charlie horse derby mark thanks very much all the best appreciate it okay thank you barry okay thanks thanks, guys bye bye mark mcdougall did he say thanks guy i think i heard him and by the way our first our first guest they told him to say yes guy blew it he may want to have another chance to get his line in there okay Oh, like he's going to come back? Maybe, or maybe uh, maybe we'll pre-record it. We'll have to ask him and tell him, if you're a director, you should know your lines. Well, that could be the line in my five-second bit in his next movie. I could just look into the camera and go, yes, guy. Of that's course, a guy. Keeper. That's a, yes, that's guy. a keeper. <laughs> yes, guy. All right. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor, Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Coming up next, Guy. That's all I'm going to say. Guy is here. This is a yes real guy. guy. Guy, a real guy. Yeah, this is Yes Guy. TSN 1050. TSN1050.ca. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy on TSN 1050. This segment of the Yes Guy Show is sponsored by the multiple award-winning Let's Get Moving Canada. For all your moving, packing, and storage needs in the GTA, Let's Get Moving Canada does it all with friendly and efficient service featuring all-inclusive hourly rates. And Let's Get Moving Canada takes special care to ensure your belongings are protected. And get this, mention the Yes Guy Show. Receive $60 off the cost of moving. That's right, 60 bucks off by mentioning the Yes Guy Show. For further information, contact Let's Get Moving Canada at 647 647- 250-9884 or visit their website letsgetmovingcanada.com Our next guest has this uh, Twitter handle uh, at Nicholson or at Nicholson. <laughs> so Guy is here. Guy, how are you Guy? Hi Jim, thanks for having me on. At least I oh, think okay. it's thanks. Okay, Guy, everything okay Guy? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Okay, yes, guy. Just, 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 just concerned Guy, that's you know I mean <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Um, and so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put you on the witness stand because apparently you have this nickname, and and I guess I'm to blame, and I don't want to lead the witness. So could you tell us what your nickname is and how well, that happened? You're 100 percent to blame. Um, it all goes back to your catchphrase on Sportsline. Uh, I grew up in Muskoka in the 80s and watched you and Mark in grade school, begging to stay up a bit longer to watch that show before bed. All my friends watched it too. We we're all big fans. 
Uh, and then I went off to journalism school uh, at Carleton University. And at some point, a bunch of us were sitting around the student newsroom making up nicknames for everyone in the class. Um, I won't repeat most of them here because I think this is a family show. Uh, but I ended up with Yes Guy, uh, and it stuck. Uh, there were a bunch of wannabe sports journalists in my class. And, I mean, let's face it, Guy is an easy name to make fun of. Um, I'm kind of surprised it took me as long as it did to acquire that nickname. Anyway, I still have a bunch of friends who call me Yes Guy, even though we're all pushing 50. And uh, there's, yeah, there's even one of them I haven't seen in years who literally replies Yes Guy to virtually anything I post on Facebook. Looking at you, Scott Moffat. <laughs> so, so just so we understand the time frame. So, I mean, you you saw me and heard me do this in the mid '80s, correct? Um, I, you know, I was a I was a teenager. I couldn't put a year on it. But whenever it was that you started saying that, it it uh, it uh, I, I would have been watching. Okay, well, that's. I think the judge will allow that. I just, I just want verification. I'm, I'm stockpiling a file. We had Peter Kent on a couple of weeks ago, and he has put a timestamp on it. And now, according to you, guy, this happened somewhere between the mid '80s and early '90s. So we've got, yeah. uh, we've got a time frame there. Yeah, I think that's right. Am I? That's, I'm not wrong, am I? No, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> You're in the witness day. I can't lead the witness. <laughs> Hope you don't mind if I use no, this audio on another occasion. <laughs> Go ahead, Perry. Well, our, one of our earlier guests, we told him to say yes, Guy. He forgot to say Guy. So, Guy, before I ask you a question, could you say with the utmost passion and enthusiasm, yes, Guy? So, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it unless it's uh, really quickly followed by the Jim Taddy cackle, like the trademark cackle. Go that's ahead. I, can, I, don't know, I don't know if I can cackle at my own material. I mean, that's, that's, that, uh, that's, that's the yes content I'm here for. I mean, you got to promise uh, to do that. Okay, well, give it a try. I mean, if it's good enough, I may let out the odd cackle. <laughs> yes, guy. Oh, that's good. Not I bad, like not bad. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a phony cackle, but nonetheless, go ahead. Well, there you go. All right, so guys, I, so beyond us yeah, having fun with you, yeah. you actually are a publisher of a, of a golf magazine, a very colorful one. How did you get into doing something like that? Uh, well, I was a newspaper editor for, uh, for 20 years. I worked at the Globe and Mail most recently, um, left there and spent some time trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And this turned into a bit of a passion project for me. Um, it's called Catalog 18. It's um, it, it basically it uh, makes a big deal out of the work of the world's best golf course photographers and artists. They do really incredible work. They have cranes and drones and helicopters and access to all of the world's best golf courses. I, I call it a magazine, but it's more like an annual coffee table book. It's 300 pages of images, really, really high-quality printing and design. It's a, I, you know, you've seen it. It's pretty nice. What I like about it is, uh, you know, aside from, I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's a glorious book. But, but what I like about it is, it captures the, the the thing that I've said on many golf courses. You look back and you go, hey, that looks like an oil painting, it, and this book verifies it. I mean, it's just a, a a great array of of courses. So, I mean, how difficult or is it difficult to put this thing together? Oh yeah, it's difficult. It takes plenty of time. Um, it takes months on my part. Uh, I also employ a, a, a really fantastic uh, magazine designer, uh, Vanessa Wise, Studio Wise. She's extraordinary. Um, you know, I have developed relationships with these photographers, and they've all been keen to contribute so far. Um, it takes us uh, several months, and uh, I think it's great. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful is kind of the point in print, right? Um, print is, isn't really how we convey information quickly anymore. Digital does that now, and, and I work in digital every day. But print has this 
experiential advantage that digital doesn't have. You can use it to make a beautiful thing you can hold in your hands. So I got to ask you a question. It's somewhat serious, somewhat humorous. I just went on the internet to find famous people named Guy. Guy <laughs> Fieri, Guy Ritchie, and Guy Lawrence. Why aren't more people named Guy? That's a good question. It's one of those names that uh, doesn't get given to English-speaking people that much anymore. Um, I got it a lot in when I was a kid because people, you know, mistake it for a French name. I still get that all the time, actually. Um, so uh, as a kid, I ended up becoming not a Leafs fan, but a Habs fan because uh, all the kids would call me geese. So it was just like, well, might as well just choose the Habs. Uh, the, and I can imagine if you're a kid and somebody calls you a guy, I mean, it's like uh, he's, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. I, I don't know. If th- did that ever happen? <laughs> Were you alive in the 70s? That is not how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. The 70s were a little uh, 70s a little and 80s. Tough, that, that, was, yeah, that was not how people, that was not how kids behaved. No. Uh, so this is issue two I have in my hand. So what are your plans going forward? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> still working on issue three. Um, I've got a whole plan together. Uh, just sort of have to finalize the distribution. Uh, distribution is the biggest. I mean, you're talking to your previous guests about where to get a board game. Um, yeah. Distribution is, you know, the idea and the journalism and the media part is, is not, not hard for me. The, the hard part is actually getting distribution. Um, I sell directly to direct consumers uh, on the internet, catalog18.com. But um, the real goal for me is to find a, a corporate partner who wants to help distribute it more widely and reach more people. Maybe that's a golf company or, or uh, you know, a luxury brand that wants to reach the golf demographic. And so I don't know if you have any corporate marketing directors listening today, but uh, give me a call. Guy. It's a magazine full of pictures, but if Jim Taddy and I wanted to write for it, because we're both golf enthusiasts, would it be a yes guy, no guy, maybe guy, or forget it guy? <laughs> uh, that was the Taddy cackle. Um, <laughs> uh, yes guy, absolutely. Pitch me. Pitch oh, you. excellent. Yeah. All right. And we should point out this was named the Score Golf Canadian Golf uh, Product of the Year for last year. That's a high accolade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Canadian Golf Product of the Year is uh, is a big deal to me. Score Golf is a great magazine, um, and they've always been good to me. They followed the launch and wrote about me and gave me this award. Like that's that's a big deal to have a a magazine that that is technically a competitor tell its readers to to go pick me up. So I really appreciate all they've done for golf in Canada. So, guy, uh, where do we get this? if somebody's listening? They want to know what the heck Catalog Eighteen is. I mean, obviously you can you can look it up uh, online, but where do they get it? Uh, yeah, online. Literally, that's yeah. the place to get it. You know, we're on Twitter, but uh, Catalog18, Catalog spelled the Canadian way with a U-E, 18.com. Uh, that's where they can get it, uh, order it, and it'll come ship direct to your door. Uh, yeah, I know that, because mine was at my door yesterday, and I thought I thought you meant downstairs. I went, no, it's right at my door. You're not <laughs> kidding with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have, we have a, 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 you know, uh, an army of gremlins who uh, infiltrate condos and uh, apartment buildings, drop these things right <laughs> off. Well, Guy, it was uh, nice to meet you on the phone, uh, you know, and, and appreciate you playing along with us uh, at the start of this. Uh, and uh, best of luck with, with Catalog 18. It's a fantastic product, I have to say. Thanks for stopping by. Yes, Guy. Thanks for having me on. Okay, see you, Guy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bye, you Guy. played along. Beautiful. Good. I know. I know. Fantastic. That is a good book, though, i got to say. I, I've seen some golf books in my day, and this is like uh, it has pictures of 
golf courses all over the world. It, it's fantastic. That's good guy. That is good guy. He was, By he the way, did, was, did his cackle? Did it? Did it work? Uh, I don't know. I you know, I don't listen to myself cackle. You listen to me cackle. I don't. So I don't know. You, you'd have to be the judge of that. I would say your cackle is incomparable, but he gave it a good shot. He did. Well, many people have, but nonetheless. <laughs> coming up next, uh, and I'll, I'll read the sponsor tag on the way out. I don't want to forget it. Uh, coming up next, the obligatory Yes Guy, No Guy finish to Yes Guy. This segment of the Yes Guy show was sponsored by the multiple award-winning Let's Get Moving Canada. For all your moving, packing, and storage needs in the GTA, Let's Get Moving Canada does it all with friendly and efficient service featuring all-inclusive hourly rates. And Let's Get Moving Canada takes special care to ensure your belongings are protected. And get this, mention the Yes Guy show and receive $60 off the cost of moving. That is correct, sir. $60 off by mentioning the Yes Guy Show. For further information, contact Let's Get Moving Canada at 647-250-9884 or visit their website, letsgetmovingcanada.com. This is the Yes Guy Show, TSN 1050. You're listening to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Final segment of the Yes Guy Show for this day. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko. Time now for my favorite game. Yes Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the official, totally sanctioned, all rights reserved Yes Guy Show edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. Go ahead, sir. Guy Nicholson was a good guy today. He showed a lot of enthusiasm, even though we were kind of having fun with him. Yes Guy. That's it? Yes, guy? No. <laughs> yes, guy. I Come on, guy, give me a little more. <laughs> I sent him a note, and he's, he's, he was thrilled. So, uh, yes, guy, fabulous guy, wonderful guy, well done guy. What else could I say? That's about all the guys you can possibly go with, okay? Good oh, job. really, guy? Yes, yes okay. guy. <laughs> oh, no, guy. <laughs> uh, you want one? Okay, here we go. Uh, yes, guy, no, guy. The Raptors are the quintessential team they can battle through anything. Um, no. I mean, oh. come on. There's, there's, oh, there's the teams that have to battle through injuries of significant players. They just, they, they lost one player from their lineup. They lost their coaches. No, guy. Oh, guy. Guy, what, what is it? Come on. Oh, that's sad. Come on. This, this team is, uh, redefines resiliency. I mean, come on. Jeez. Guy, you okay, asked me ahead. a question. I gave you the answer. Don't grumble. Okay, okay, guy. Whatever, guy. Let's go ahead, guy. All right. When you think about what happened this week with Tiger Woods, it just brought everything back to reality that sometimes life is bigger than sports. Yes, guy. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what to say about it other than it was totally shocking, but it just goes to show you that sometimes some some really – drastic and nasty things can happen it's not all about what you want or or what your plans are these things could just happen you know and we don't talk about that enough and, and so i think you know what everybody said was uh, you know they're happy that that he got through it and and the kids still have their father and that's the, exactly the way to look at that whatever else happens out of that is is bonus time so yes guy good okay you're up you ready for go this you ready man. athletes go. Athletes should speak up. 
yes oh, guy i say that with hesitancy oh. because sometimes athletes speak up and they get into trouble for speaking up and sometimes because well, they say the wrong thing but that doesn't that doesn't mean they shouldn't they shouldn't speak up just because somebody makes a mess of it okay guy you asked me a question i said yeah. yes guy <laughs> Yeah, but okay. maybe some of the things they say should be filtered before they say it to help them in the long run. Well, I think part of the premise of being able to speak up is uh, nobody said perfectly speak up because mistakes will be made. But that doesn't mean, you know, there's that, that attitude out there that athletes should just play seen and not heard. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's the world we live in. Seen and not heard should never apply to anybody anymore. That, that, is, that is long gone. Yeah, unfortunately for Terry Panarin of the Rangers, he said something, and I think that speaks more of politics in, in Russia than it does about the accuracy and integrity of, of the information, which I think is not accurate in any way. Yeah, I'm going to, just because we have a couple of minutes to burn here, I'm going to reread my Charles Park liner because I stumbled in it earlier at the start of the broadcast, and, I, I, you know, he's a good client, so I'm going to give, try and give this the perfect read now. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. Good. That ledger's uh, brought up to speed. Uh, do you have another one for me? By next week, Toronto and Edmonton fans will talk about the, the amazing, creative, little kind of uh, set of games that were played between the Oilers and the Leafs. Oh, yes, Guy. This could be the highlight of the, uh, I'm going to say, the, well, it's the highlight of the season to date, in my opinion, and it could be the highlight of the season uh, until maybe the last two weeks when things get really drastic. Um uh, and we just hope that Austin Matthews can go, uh, and it's okay for the, the three games. Uh, but having said that, uh, you know, it's it's a marquee matchup, and you don't get that much. And it's a Canadian marquee matchup, and, and you get three uh, three servings of it, which would never have happened before in the regular season, like three games in a row. So so an emphatic yes guy. Okay, you want the last yourself? one, or should I go? Who, what's up? No, 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 go ahead. You go. Go ahead. All right. Should Claude Julien have been fired? Uh, yes, guy. Uh, nothing against Claude, uh, but uh, when a coach is fired uh, at that juncture, it's because the general manager knows that there's a problem, and that's the best way to fix it. That's a move where you need everybody's attention to get them all on the same page, and sometimes you have to do something drastic. And I know that the general manager is in, what, the last year and a half of his contract, so at some point he will be judged too, and his job is to do what's best for the franchise. And if you don't empty the tank on that, you're not a good general manager. So uh, unfortunately, good people get are without jobs. Uh, that's the world we live in, and, and you know, Claude is on a, a contract, so he'll be paid to, but having said that, it sure didn't work the next game they played. They looked awful against Winnipeg. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I asked you the question, but in my opinion, the big problem with Montreal is the goalie. This team will only go as far as Carey Price is playing, and he's not playing very well right now. Didn't look good in that game. No. No. Oh, well, but, but, I mean, if you don't, if you just sit there and try and work on things, you know, and the people on the inside know how much they've tried to make this work and what the problems would be. We can only look at it from the outside. So, you know, clearly Montreal is fading fast. Well, Edmonton's storming up the, the standings, and the Leafs are maintaining. The Habs are just, the bottom's fallen out, and now they may be in danger of missing the playoffs. they got to turn that thing around. 
Yeah, I don't think that, I think the climate in Montreal is way more, uh, it's quite a bit more heated there than it is here in Toronto. So, yeah, they don't accept losing very well. No, well, you had to, you had to say it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got 10 seconds, 10 seconds. So, quick one. Yes, guy, no guy. Tiger Woods will play again and win again. Quickly. No guy. Okay, thanks for joining us on Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca.